Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tom McCarthy. So happy to be with you here in the first full week of September 2022. Summer is over. We forge ahead into fall. I hope you had a terrific summer. I know I did. All good things must end. And September is always a very soft landing. Love the month of September. From a comedy standpoint, it is busy, busy for me. It is busy, busy for Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. We've got a fantastic calendar here in the month of September, and we've got a fantastic guest on this week's installment of the Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle podcast, Kevin Lapine. Some of you will recall that Kevin joined us earlier this year when we did the tribute episode uh, marking the passing of the amazing Jonathan. Kevin was so kind to come on and share some stories of his good friend and uh, really enjoyed speaking to him then, but we didn't get a chance to talk very much about him and his act. He is one of the top hypnosis in America. He is the top comedy hypnosis in Las Vegas. He has a long running show called comedy or excuse me, called hypnosis unleashed the Las Vegas hypnosis show that plays at the four Queens hotel and casino in downtown Las Vegas. Terrific show. I know many of our listeners find their way out to sin city. Look Kevin up, look for his show there, but if you can't do that, Kevin will be in town here on October 18th for one show only, and we're going to talk about that in short order. Before we do that, however, it is a busy week, as I had mentioned, so let's tell you what's going on here at the castle for the week of... Now, how do we work this? Monday was a holiday, so do we say the week of September 6th because Tuesday was the 6th, or the week of Monday the 5th? Am I too inside my head about this? <laughs> does it really not matter? I don't think it does. So let's do this. Uh, on Tuesday the 6th of, excuse me, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. Tuesday the 6th of September it is our comedy class showcase. That show will be at 7.30 p.m. Those are always terrific shows. Make sure you check it out if you haven't already. Wednesday the 7th of September, it is our open mic night, 7.30 p.m. These mics have been terrific. I was on the one, I guess it was two weeks ago tonight, had a great time, did some new stuff, went over okay, <laughs> always feels good getting it out there, seeing what you're dealing with, uh, and these open mics have just built and built over the years, truly a fantastic open mic, you're going to see some experienced touring comics, you're going to see national headliners, and you're going to see people who are just starting, uh, a little bit of everything, typically 10 to 12 comics go up, 7.30pm, $5 at the door. And then this weekend, Thursday, September 8th through Saturday the 10th, we've got the great Joe Machi in town. Joe has been on The Late Show with Jimmy Fallon, among many other credits. And he's got one of my favorite bits out there about the Fast Pass at Disney World. I'm a huge, I've probably mentioned this on the show over the years, I'm a huge Disney World geek. It kind of goes against my ethos in life, but I'm here. I'm, I'm I'm declaring it once again. I love, love, love Disney World. I've manipulated the Fast Pass to the benefit of myself and my family many times over the years. And Joe Machi has just a terrific, terrific bit about it. Fantastic comic. He will be here for five shows, the 8th through the 10th. Call the castle at 248 542-9900 if you have ticketing questions or any questions at all that we can help you with. Better yet, go to the website. It's a terrific website. You can purchase tickets right there. And that is at ComedyCastle.com. 
You can see the calendar for everything that's coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Gosh, we've got uh, we've got Polly Shore coming to town. We've got uh, we've got Joe List coming up. Uh, David Tell in the not too distant distant future. So uh, the Comedy Castle books top acts from January to December. You're always going to find someone good on the calendar at the castle. But really, really, uh, lots of heavy hitters as you get into fall. And it's a terrific time to come out for a comedy show. So, there you have it. A little bit of setup with my conversation with Kevin. One of the reasons we had Kevin on uh, well in advance of his appearance is he is in town uh, for just one show. Uh, these shows do tend to uh, sell out. He is a regular here at the castle. When I mean regular, I would say... Uh, Kevin, well, the pandemic notwithstanding, Kevin is an act we have just about every year. He is popular. He is very popular in this area. He's originally from the Detroit area. Um, but just an absolutely, first of all, it's a, it's a unique show, uh, kind of putting hypnosis along with comedy. It's very interactive. There's a lot of crowd participation, as you'll hear. Uh, there's always somewhere between six to eight audience members who are selected to come out up on stage and are put under hypnosis it's just it's just a terrific terrific spectacle and lots of fun you're going to hear in our conversation too i mentioned it towards the end i've always been kind of interested in um um hypnosis i, I can remember uh, as as a young kid uh, there was uh, there was a, a teenager up the street who was always trying to put me and one of my friends and my brother under hypnosis and Hey, let me hypnotize you. And it just absolutely scared the shit out of me. Uh, it was one of those things that kind of freaked me out. Like when I, when I was a little kid, I think hypnosis and Jaws were the two things that I was scared of most. And, uh, and, and Jason from the, um, uh, from the Halloween movies. Uh, but as years have gone by and I've learned more about it and I have seen, uh, I have seen it done for entertainment purposes and some of the comedy shows that met, um, uh, uh, Mary hypnosis to comedy and entertainment, um, it, it, it kind of has, uh, made me, <laughs> made me put my Dukes down and not be quite as scared as I was, uh, initially. And in, in very recent vintage in the last months, um, my son, who I, who I mentioned towards the end of the episode, uh, was put, put under hypnosis in school. Um, he just completed his senior year in high school and they brought a hypnosis in towards the end of the school year. And I'm telling you, this is all my son talked about for three or four days afterwards. He was, uh, he was so blown away by it. And it really, really is a cool and fascinating medium. Kevin Lapine is one of the top practitioners of it in the United States. And we're so fortunate to have him here. So Kevin's a great guy. Lots of fans in the area. Add me to that list. Sit back and enjoy my conversation with Kevin Lapine, everyone. In, in the Detroit area, and for a lot of our listeners and, and, and patrons of Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, I think a lot of people know of you. Uh, I had heard about you and your act way before I ever spoke to you earlier this year. Um, but I do want to make sure, before I dive into the conversation, that I accurately portray your act. And when our listeners come out to see you on October 18th, what can they expect? What is a comedy hypnosis show? You know, that is actually a great question to start with because so many people have this weird view of like what, you know, what the whole thing is. It's, this is going to be, first and foremost, it's a comedy show. It's going to be fun. You're going to laugh. It's a very high energy comedy show. Mm -hmm. What does the hypnosis bring to it? 
Well, what I'm going to do is I spend the first five minutes just kind of really going over what hypnosis is so people have an understanding about what they're going to volunteer for. I'll get about 16 people to volunteer, and then it takes me about four, four and a half minutes to get them right into that hypnotic state. I pick the best ones. In that, we thank and excuse the rest. So we usually have six, seven, eight really good people up there. And then it's about turning them into superstars. They're going to do fun, funny, and adult things. <laughs> uh, they're going to be going through a range of emotions. They're going to be turned into a lot of different things. There's going to be a lot of different things they're going to experience. But my main goal upon when I have you up on stage is I make sure that you're having fun. Mm-hmm. If my people on stage are having fun, everybody in the audience is having fun. Because you may not know everybody on stage, but you know one fact about everybody who's up there. Oh, my God, that could have been me. <laughs> what a defined best one, because I'm interested in, is it... It, it certainly isn't a random selection because you you know in oh, your experience it's, it's a very random selection. Oh, it is. I, okay. The reason it's a random selection is I can't forcibly grab you by the shirt, drag you on the stage, and go relax. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's kind of like in the middle of, of a fight. I can't look at you and just go, "Oh, calm down." Yeah, <laughs> that that always works so well. <laughs> um, I make it very clear in the beginning that one of the types of people I don't want volunteering is I don't want anybody volunteering who wants to prove that they can't be hypnotized. Bing, that I was going to ask that. That's There's so many because people like either that. either you want to or you don't. Mm-hmm. And, okay, if you don't want to be hypnotized, are there some mental, psychological tricks that I can pull on you? Probably. But that's not fun now. Mm-hmm. Now it's a challenge. Now it's a fight. And that isn't fun. That isn't comedy. That isn't the basis of a good time. So if you'd rather just sit and watch the show, you're going to have a lot of fun watching and laughing at the show. Mm-hmm. You don't have to volunteer if you don't want to. And I don't want you to volunteer if you don't want to. I want you to volunteer because you're interested in it. You want to see what it's like. You've, you've got that, that personality or that desire to go, you know, I'd love to see if I can have this experience. It's way more fun for everybody. Do you find in your in in your in your fans, your followers, your audience members, are there people who've come up to you and said, "Kevin, hypnosis has um, uh, helped me with uh, smoking or some of the various other things uh, to, oh, to, yes. to positively improve their life," and now they just want to have fun with it? Have you have you met people? Um, who really have had testimonials of, of the power of hypnosis and now just want to party and have some laughs. Actually, I've had it go both ways on that one. I've had people who have come up to me and gone, you know, I used hypnosis to lose weight or to quit smoking. Uh, so, you know what, let's see what, what it's like to have some fun with it. But I've also had people who volunteer to come on my stage and I leave everybody with a really positive suggestion after. That's one of my big things. I want people really walking up that stage feeling good. Mm-hmm. I've had people come up to me months later and go, you know, that really positive su- suggestion gave me really helped. Um, I'm looking at accomplishing this. And then they'll go further with hypnosis to improve their day-to-day life because they realize just how impactful it can be. One of, one of my favorite things to point out is it's, uh, Jerry Seinfeld had the joke of – the number one fear in the world is public speaking. Number two is death. 
which means if you're at the funeral, you'd rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. <laughs> so for a lot of people, the one thing that I never forget is the fact that you've even walked up on that stage at all is you are battling so many little internal fears of, oh, my God, do I really want to go up there on stage? So first of all, I'm proud of absolutely everyone who goes up there. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the show, when they just realized they were up there on stage, they did all of these things, and they had fun doing it, then all of a sudden, a lot of that fear goes away. And if your biggest fear in the world has dropped away even a little bit because you've done something, then that opens the door to, oh my God, I could do so much more. How about in your own personal life? I mean, obviously, hypnosis has, um, uh, it's, it's how you make your living. It's how you've made your name. Beyond that, what positive things has it brought to your life? Do you do you undergo hypnosis on a regular basis? Have have you oh, used yes. it to for self improvement, uh, whether mentally, physically? I really had to spend a lot of time learning to use it. So with performers, we all have a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. That's how you propel your career. A lot of times. That energy can come from negative situations. Like I know a lot of performers who are fueled by anger for many years, which is like rocket fuel for a car, mm -hmm. but there's no navigation system. Using hypnosis has helped me focus a lot more, has helped me really help dial into what can I accomplish? What can I do? What is a waste of time? How do I drop wastes of time? And one of my biggest things that I worked on through lockdown was using hypnosis to never ever be busy ever again. Well, that's fascinating. I'll be productive, but not busy. Well, you've, you've opened a Pandora's box there. I'm going to need some mm -hmm. more explanation. <laughs> okay. So busy, mm -hmm. busy means we put 30 things on our schedule only 20 of which we can accomplish because we feel that we're supposed to be overworked, that there's always supposed to be something going on. But are those 30 things all really going to make today work and set up for tomorrow? Or are we just spinning wheels and spending time because that's what we feel we're told to do? We're told you have to go to school for eight hours a day. We're told you have to go to the office for eight hours a day. We're told you have to do this for this amount of time every day. But when yeah. you block that time, are you actually getting things accomplished or are you finding ways to kind of spin your wheels in fill time so it looks like you did something in eight hours? Mm -hmm. So I really had to look at it as what actually is being productive. What are the things that are being productive? What are the things that are adding to my life? What are the things that are helping me grow? What are the things that are making something happen today and setting me up for tomorrow as opposed to what's just making me feel like I'm busy because I'm supposed to be busy? Well, and and, and, and thank you for the further explanation on that because yeah. I do I, I think I need that in my personal life. So when we're off the air, I'm going <laughs> to oh, yes. I'm going to ask you for some suggestions, but Definitely. You know, before before I had the interview set up and before I did any any, any prep for it, if someone were to 
Um, if, if my challenge was to describe to someone what hypnosis is, I, I guess I would have started with, well, it's just intense concentration that brings you to another plane of awareness or something. But it that's really, as I read definitions of it and, and, and do a deeper dive in preparation to speaking to you, there it is a condition of, of hyper-focused attention, um, but... It's it's not as easy as just really concentrating on someone and then boom you're 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 under a spell. How walk us through how you put someone under? Okay, so what I'm doing is I'm using a, a meditation technique because it's the simplest to work with a group of people and get them where I need them. So we've all gone in and out of different stages of hypnosis. Okay. You've done it in the car. You're driving. It's late at night. Five miles pass, and you don't exactly know for sure what happened. You know that you uh, were focused. Yeah. You just don't know that you were really there. Or you know, you're driving. It's late at night. You're driving through your neighborhood. Did I stop at that stop sign? <laughs> you're focused on the road, but you're not consciously paying attention. <laughs> it's that moment of just intense focus into one thing. Okay. One thing that I like to do to describe hypnosis is we've all in some way, shape or form meditated where you just kind of zone out and let it all go. It's that same feeling, but instead of letting it all go, you're just laser focused on one idea or one concept at that moment. Mm -hmm. Even in a room full of, at the Comedy Castle, 500 people, servers going back and forth, uh, hearing people laugh out in the lobby, you can still well, get someone I... in a medita meditative state? Oh, very much so. Very much so. I mean, when I was going through different stages of my career, I remember doing a county fair. And just before I started the induction, I've got a group of 20 people up there. I'm about to, to start the hypnosis process. 20 yards away from me, tractor pull starts. Oh. <laughs> if I can hypnotize people during a tractor pull, a comedy club's easy. <laughs> Plus, that's also why we start with about twice as many as I'd like to have up there so that I can get to the best of the best and the ones, that, and the ones who are going to have that ability to focus the way I want them. Do audience members, other uh, other than the group uh, of six to eight that you typically have on stage, um, have other do other audience members occasionally um, go under hypnosis uh, just by concentrating and following what's happening on stage, or is that not really yes, especially if somebody's <laughs> been hypnotized before? <laughs> that would One happen of the to me. Few things that ever throws me off. Doing my show nightly here in Vegas, about once or twice a month, I'll start the induction. And out of the corner of my eye, I will see somebody in the audience with their fingers in their ear, rocking back and forth, going la, 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 because they've been hypnotized before and they don't want to get hypnotized again. <laughs> and instead of, I don't know, just walking out of the room for three minutes, they're, they're just doing that because they don't want to go under. And it's the hardest thing for me to not laugh at that moment because I think it's hilarious. All right, so Kevin, I, it would be difficult for me to, to to not ask this question when I when I saw that I had you on the roster of people to interview, and I was like, oh my gosh, hypnosis fascinates me. And one thing I've always been curious about is you're you're the custodian of a very powerful craft, and certainly over the ages, it's been used for nefarious purposes. 
do you feel the power of being able to do this? Do you now? I'm not now. I'm not asking you to tell me and your listeners if if if, if you've ever <laughs> done anything uh, unsightly with it. I'm not asking that, but you must feel the the power of what this skill is. There is a lot that you can do with hypnosis, but let's let's take care of a huge misconception really fast. Mm-hmm. The misconception is under hypnosis, you won't do anything you wouldn't normally do. Well, okay, but what wouldn't somebody in any given situation do? Ah, interesting. I can, I can present a scenario where you go, I would never do that. I could change the scenario and you would go, oh, yeah, I would definitely do it in that situation. Now, for what I do, your conscious mind never shuts off. Your conscious mind is always aware of what's going on. So if I were to ask you to do something that you felt was inappropriate, you would just wake up or not do it. Okay. So to ask, can you get somebody to do something nefarious? If we are talking Manchurian candidate, (laughs) if you came to me for two years one-on-one and I had full control over other things in your life, yeah, sure, maybe, but... It's not that effective. All right. I didn't. But on the other side, it also is that effective. And to give you just a a quick example, do you like Oreos? Absolutely. Do you like Hydrox? Not as much. How come? Oh, God. Well, good question. I guess I just like (laughs) Because you've seen advertisements for Oreos your entire life, so they have to be better. Which begs the question, why doesn't Hydrox advertise? <laughs> <No clue. laughs> Whoever decided but, way back when. Once, once we see something over and over and over and over, it becomes part of our subconscious. Once we see or do something so many times in a row, it just becomes something we do and acknowledge. Which, you know, not to go way off on the deep end, but that's the big danger of social media that everybody's realizing is once you find yourself in an echo chamber, you tend to fight against any other thing that isn't in that echo chamber because it's all you're seeing and hearing. Well, you seem... And now we're going way too deep for a comedy prop podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have, well, as you know, you, you, yeah. as, as you know, uh, uh, Detroit crowds are hip to everything. And, and, and Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle gets some uh, very well-rounded comedy fans. So they know it's it's funny. But to have the opportunity Girl, to speak growing to... Growing up in Detroit really shaped everything that I believe in about being up there on stage. The one thing that, that the Detroit audience has taught me so well was don't waste time and be sincere. Yeah. Detroit crowds are great, but if you're up on stage and you're wasting time, they'll, they'll tune you out. And if you're not being sincere, if you're not being fake, I, I, I mean, if you're not being sincere, if you're being fake, and an audience knows if you're not sincere. Mm-hmm. You've seen hundreds upon hundreds of comics and a lot of times the difference between a middle act and a headliner is so trying to deliver material that they're still not being sincere to themselves and an audience can tell when you're not sincere right 
And that that's, it's one of the hardest things too, which is go on stage and just be you. And it's funny, that should be easier than going on stage and trying to be somebody else. But that's never how it starts. And it takes a long time to really get there. When, when did the light bulb go off that hypnosis merged with comedy would be a way for you to make your living? So I have done a little bit of everything. I started off performing. I got I was doing plays in high school. I graduated from East Detroit. Uh, I was picked up by an inter- entertainment company to do costume characters for kids' birthday parties. So, you know, at 17 mm-hmm. years old, I was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle for your brother's birthday. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I did stuff like that. That got me into magic. Magic got me into sideshow. Sideshow got me into hypnosis when I was about 20, 21. And because I was working with these different variety performers, and I'm like, you know what, you should, you should really look into the hypnosis. Mm-hmm. So I did... And I didn't like hypnosis shows because most hypnosis shows I saw boil down to I'm a jerk and I want to make you look like an idiot. Yeah. And then I had the opportunity to move to New Orleans for six months and six months turned into five years. And I got to start working with some amazing writers and some amazing people who would become amazing friends, including one of the people who I owe so much to, uh, Harry Anderson. Mm. And working with these different people i they said what do you really want to do up there on stage with it i said well i want to do something that says i have something really fun funny and interesting to share with you and if you come up on my stage i'll make you look like a superstar and we started writing it from there and then it took off started touring colleges uh comedy clubs and then started doing big corporate events around the world and i moved back to detroit after five years due to uh, Katrina kicking me out of New Orleans and just uh, it just really really grew and then Mark was hesitant at the idea of putting a hypnotist back in in the club because he hadn't worked with one in so long but he was kind enough I mean I I had done open mics there I had been middling doing some different stuff and you know Mark said all right I'll give you one shot and I'm half convinced he gave me the one shot on an off night because he knew if it didn't go well, I'd never, ever ask him again and he could get me <laughs> off of his back. <laughs> and the greatest compliment was right after that show when Mark came up to me and went, all right, let's make this an annual thing. And it has and, been, for, with the exception yes. of the pandemic, yep. for, for mean, quite that, some time. That is one of the biggest compliments to my career is that he's given me that opportunity to be able to come back and to be able to do it year after year after year. It's, 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 it's where I started. So, I mean, it's just, I'm always passionate about being there. Do you know, you seem like, you seem like a guy who might know their history pretty well, just from speaking to you a couple times and, and seeing some previous inter- interviews mm-hmm. with you. Do you have an idea of when, um, when maybe not even necessarily comedy was merged with hypnosis, but maybe when it was started to be used for entertainment purposes, are we talking, is this, uh, is this a a 20th century thing? Uh, has it it... depends what you mean by entertainment. Okay. Um, cause we can go back to medicine shows in the 17s and 18s. I'm talking 17s and 1800s. Right. We can go all the way back there with, uh, Anton Mesmer. 
and doing mesmerism demonstrations. Is that where mesmerization comes from? Yes. Wow. Yes. Gosh, learn yeah, something I mean, we today. Can go, we can go that far back and talk <laughs> about those public demonstrations. Then we can talk about uh, the carnivals in the late 1800s, early 1900s. We can definitely talk about vaudeville. Wow. So, I mean, there was all... Now, my favorite story comes out of uh, the old carnival days, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my favorite stories from the old carnival days is a hypnotist would ask for the biggest guy who didn't think they could be hypnotized. they get, you know, a big dude to come up. Then it just would put his hand on the guy's face and go, take a deep breath in and three, two, one, sleep. The guy would drop and the hypnotist would go, and you will awaken when I tell you. What they would do is they would put ether on their wrists. <laughs> so when they grab the face, ether's right there. But, you know, to the whole audience, it's like, oh, my God, this guy can do this. And it immediately gave the audience this perception. And once the audience has that perception, then it's a lot easier. One of the reasons that, honestly, it's almost easier for me to hypnotize people now in Vegas every night than it was when I first started is for two reasons. Reason one, I know a lot more now. I have a lot more experience. Right. Reason two, though, my name's in lights. Mm-hmm. You bought a ticket for my show. You've seen the ads. You're in my showroom. You know I can do what I say I can do. Well, I think um, <laughs> I, I, I think when I when, when I listen to you speak with the enthusiasm you do about not not just your career but hypnosis uh, as, as a whole, I think the I'm, United States. I'm so passionate <laughs> with so many things in entertainment. I mean, it's 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 my history, and I love the history of it. I think the United States United States Hypnotist Union, which the Teamsters probably have their hooks in them by now, should should pay you some type of fee because you bring you bring some levity and entertainment to something that, let's face it, frankly does freak some people out. I remember when I was eight yes. nine years old, and one of the older kids up the street was trying to hypnotize me and my brother. I was like, "Oh my what? Oh my mm-hmm. god!" You know, it was a dark art. But now, yeah, I'm so much more open to it from speaking to you, seeing clips uh, of your act, and just the testimonials I've seen. And and there's a couple of different... I don't like getting too metaphysical about my show, but like we talked about earlier, when you see people doing these really funny things, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. funny. It's, it's Alan Funk. People caught in the act of being themselves. It's, it's great. Yeah. But there is also this other level that you're watching going... Well, if that's possible, then what else is possible? Oh, absolutely. And it opens those doors. And I love that fact. Oh, about performance it. I was, coaches. I, I've actually uh, been asked to speak at the largest hypnosis convention. I was asked to perform for them. I've done a lot of things for a lot of different uh, hypnosis groups. And, and one thing that I actually always make time for is after my show in Vegas, when I have hypnotists come, I always am glad to do a uh, Q&A with people. Well, it, it, it truly is fascinating. I know we have to. I know we have to wrap in in a, in a minute or so. But what I, one of the things I wanted to share with you, since I spoke to you earlier this year, is my son, my eighteen year old. Uh, towards the very end of this this last school year, the school um, brought in a hypnotist to his class, 
And he's he's not prone to fits of hyperbole like his old man. He's mm-hmm. a little bit more circumspect. Mm. And he was almost mumbling and grumbling the morning. I was like, yeah, they're bringing a hypnotist in. I don't even know why I've got to go and blah, blah, blah. And he could not stop talking about it for three or four days. He's Not only was it fun, but how fascinated he was and how... Um, he could not believe what was coming out. The, he said the quietest kid in the class, who's barely said everything all the year, was like singing a rap song. Yep. <laughs> Everyone was just dying. I just found it which so is, fascinating. Which is why I try so hard to encourage everybody, send at least one person from your group. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a great, it's even better experience when you're sitting there going, oh man, Mike would never do that. Oh my God, Mike's doing that. <laughs> well... And one thing too, I, that, that I guess I guess we'll we'll wrap on this is you know our our, our listeners uh, are a very well healed, well traveled crowd. Our our extensive oh, yes. demographic research tells us that they go to Vegas often enough. So you um, you perform at it's the Four Queens is yes. the the hotel that you're at now. Um, uh, tell our listeners if they are out in Vegas how do how do they find you there. FourQueens.com. We are at the Four Queens on famous Fremont Street every Tuesday through Saturday night at nine o'clock. And it is and Vegas has been such a great experience for me. That Vegas was always my dream. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. I always in fact the very first time I came to Las Vegas, I stayed at the Four Queens. I remember walking by their showroom and just thinking, Oh my god, if I could just perform here. And now all these years later I actually get to live that dream completely. The Four Queens has been such a great partner to us. They've really done a, a lot to promote the show, and it is—it's a great time. Yeah, I hear it's a—I uh, hear it's a really cool uh, uh, kind of not—you not, know—it's—it's it's not the Mirage. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the the original hotels there. It's—it's—it's it's a different yep. vibe and uh, perfect for what you do. Sure. And again, it's Kevin Lapine Hypnosis Unleashed the Las Vegas Hypnosis Show. So, listeners, make yes. sure. Uh, first and we foremost, are, we hope you come to the castle. But if you can't and you're out in Vegas, find Kevin. We're actually, after the lockdown, we are literally the Vegas hypnosis show. I'm now the longest running uh, hypnosis show in Vegas history. Uh, we're, we are probably one of the longest running hypnosis shows in the world. And I am the only hypnotist regularly working five nights a week out there. Well, I, I think, you know, I'm not it's, a big it's It's a dream come true. And it should be. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big gambler, but I'm a big entertainment guy and I've been to Vegas many, many times over the years so and I think of entertainment. Yeah. There is there is some great food. There's some great museums. There's some great performers. The thing I love about Vegas is that they really have done this thing where they want to make sure that whatever you love, they have it so you'll enjoy it. Absolutely. Now more than ever, too. Yes. <laughs> so. And it doesn't snow, which is actually one of my favorite facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, truly, truly a unique act. And, uh, and and one of the things we look forward to every year here at the castle. And I, myself, and hopefully I'm going to drag my son out to this one, too. I think he'll be oh, fascinated. Wonderful. So thanks again. And uh, and, and also for, for your listeners. Oh, that's right. If I. Uh, if you go to the website, VegasHypnosisShow.com, there's actually a secret link. It's VegasHypnosisShow.com slash VIP bundle. And on that, there's a 30-minute uh, show that I taped uh, many years ago 
It's it's the family friendly version of the show, <laughs> as well as a free download of my relaxation self confidence MP3 that you can use to listen to, like when you're going to bed at night or any time you have time to close your eyes. It just really helps you make you feel good about you. Oh, wonderful. We'll make sure that we, when we go to post it, we'll read your, we'll direct all of our listeners there. Thanks again so much, Kevin. We look forward to having you back in town. My pleasure. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you. And there you have it. I'm going to give you plenty of reminders. Tuesday, the 18th of October. You do not want to miss this. And again, these shows do tend to sell out, so do not dilly-dally. If you have an interest in going, get your tickets right now. Call the castle at 248-542-9900 and go to the castle website at comedycastle.com. All right, that's it for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show and Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Please keep spreading the word. Subscribe. Leave a comment if you feel so inclined. Thanks, as always, to our terrific producer, Joel Fregameni, who makes it sound so terrific for all of you. And until next time, this is Tom McCarthy for Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle Podcast. Thank you.